0: Welcome to the Adventures in Online Business podcast, a podcast of two guys thinking out loud while building and scaling their online businesses. Now, if you enjoy the podcast, we'd ask that you go to your favorite podcast app or player and rate, review, and subscribe. Now, without further ado, here are those two guys building and scaling their online businesses, Stephen Faust and Michael Tanner. Michael Tanner, how are you doing this week, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing great, Stephen. How about you there in uh, in
0: Phoenix? In nice, breezy, cool Phoenix, Arizona, where it's 110 yeah, degrees right. plus this week. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's br- br- brutally beautiful, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's August, so anytime that you say that it's nice and cool there in Phoenix, I, I instantly don't believe you. Yeah, cold front is 104. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Boy, that's, that's a right. cool front. That's cool right? front. Yeah. We're uh we're wow, shivering. Break out the sweaters.
0: <laughs> yeah. The air conditioner doesn't have to run a, you know full blast 24 hours a day. It gets a little bit of a wow. break. But wow. But good you stuff. know, I
1: never thought about that. I guess your AC units, they must just work, run 24 hours.
0: They do. They do. And you know what? If literally, and this has already happened this year to a few people that I that I work with, that if your AC goes out and it's uh, July and August, oh, uh, you're you gotta, moving you, out. You gotta go in a hotel.
1: Yeah, you got to move out. You got to
0: yeah, go in a hotel, yeah, yeah. or you see that as a possibility, and you run to Home Depot and you get one of those room air conditioners that you can put the vent to the window that that's like yeah. the indoor type that you can put. Yep. In. It has the like the dryer vent to the window
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: little thing, and you can close the window around it, and then you can okay. all sleep in one room if you have to. <laughs> but you know, wow. rather than spending a wow. hundred, two hundred dollars a night on a hotel, and you got the AC guy coming out in two days. Yeah, You know, because they're all behind because of summer and everything's broke. Uh, You can do that. And the money you're going to spend on one of those AC units, a couple hundred bucks, no big deal compared to what you're going to spend trying to live out of a hotel.
1: Yeah, I gotta imagine your house starts to feel like your car when it's sitting yeah. in the parking lot of a shopping center or something. It starts to feel the same way. Well,
0: it yeah. gets warm. It probably get to high eighties, maybe ninety degrees inside. Um, yeah. they're, they're well, ins- everything's well insulated, but hot is yeah. hot, man. Hot is yeah, hot. Yeah, no
1: kidding. Yeah, hot and, is hot. and
0: sleep trying to sleep that way is miserable. Oh, I gotta have a cold when I sleep. So uh, yeah, I
1: agree. I that, totally that's agree. good. So what's totally on tap agree. for
0: today, my friend? Episode ninety four. I know last week you you told us a little sneak peek of what was coming. Are we? Still still doing that,
1: yeah. So I you know, you and I have talked about on here before with our audience how we start talking out loud about some of these business topics, and it's really therapeutic for us. And and I feel like I kind of get re-energized about some things. Oftentimes I also feel like I get some new ideas, some revelations from this discussion. So for me, this episode is gonna be kind of a precursor to. What I plan to bring to our mastermind group as a part of my next hot seat, unless something in my business drastically changes, but it's this idea of how to, how should I n- niche or niche? I'm going to use the word niche because I'm from the South and that just rolls off of my tongue much better than, than niche does. Um, but how do I niche down my business? Because I'm starting to feel like uh, I'm... Kind of fighting an uphill battle right now, um, you know. We always hear these cliches about business: the riches are in the niches, and and so forth. And and I I understand that. I get that, and I and I can identify with that. But you know how you you hear things and you acknowledge the truth in those things, but then making application of those things are is a, it's a lot more difficult than just hearing it and believing it and understanding it. And that's kind of where I find myself now with the leadership. Uh, development industry is, I I think I'm too broad. And so I've got some ideas that we can talk through here with the audience on how I might uh, kind of niche that down and hopefully have some more, you know, some better results than I'm having today. How's that sound?
0: Oh, well, I think it sounds great. And and you're right. Leadership, when we think about a market size and we think about how many potential customers or clients are in a market, when you think leadership, man, it's it's almost a bottomless pit. There's, right there's, potential clients everywhere. The riches are in the niches and leadership is a, is a niche is not really nichey per se. It's a big, mm-hmm. broad, beautiful niche. And, and I don't know if it's John Nemo who says it or, or someone else, but you know, I know the riches in the niches thing, but the other statement is if you try to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to nobody. Right. right and leadership right. Yep. to me feels like it's like, where do you start? There could be a hundred or a thousand different niches within leadership very easily. And I think I think it served you well to this point. But now as you dial in your focus, you dial in your business model, you have a few of these things under your belt with workshops and coaching clients and different products and services that you are now building and offering differently. I think the, the natural course of hey, I'm going to start an online business. It's going to be in something I'm passionate and an expert in, leadership. And you kind of begin to unpack and walk through and create content and create products and services around that. Now you deliver those, and now it kind of takes you down this path of, you know, I I need to get a little more dialed in and a little more focused, but I don't think you'd be here if you hadn't gone through all of that. So I think it's all Mm -hmm. served a good purpose, but I think you're now at this inflection point of, what do I want to be within leadership? And then how do I dial in my marketing to get really specific around who I'm selling to?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear, listen to podcasts and, and other people. And I like, for instance, um, I don't remember who it was, but I hear, remember someone talking about writing a book. Uh, and they were talking about how they started having conversations with a literary agent and the agent was asking them, well, who is your book for? And their response was basically everyone. You know, everyone should read this content. Uh, to which the agent responded with, "No, wrong answer. Right? You you have to have an answer that that's defining. Uh, you know, a, a, a very defined set of people that that this content will speak to. And that's where I find myself in in leadership because, like you said, I mean, leadership applies. Across the board it doesn't matter what business you're in industry you're in department of defense law enforcement you know education any industry leadership is certainly relevant there but that's kind of where i found myself or, or find myself right now is you know well who do you teach leadership to anyone right anyone that feels like they need leadership development i'm you know teaching leadership to them and I feel like that's probably the wrong answer, the exact same way that the literary agent said, "No, your book is not for everyone right And so the thought process then is, well, how do I find- define that that smaller group of people that I should target with my leadership development and my style of teaching and the style of my content and all that and and there there's probably some some obvious angles to look at this. You know, maybe I have a software development background, right? Um, so maybe I should look at it from a standpoint of I'm just teaching leadership in the software development industry. Um, I ha- obviously have a military background. Should I say, well, I'm just teaching leadership within the context of the military? So those are kind of easy angles to look at this from. But what i chose to or what i'm thinking of doing i haven't done it yet and i'm going to take bring it to you guys in our mastermind group but what i'm choosing to do is look at this from an angle of um an area that i feel like i'm struggling with in communicating the importance of leadership or or you know making a good solid sales pitch if you will and that is in the style of leadership that i teach um and what I mean by that is, and you've heard me say this many, many times, and probably listeners of this audience in this audience have heard me say it at some point, but I teach leadership is about relationships, not position of authority or title or something like that, and that teaching of that style of leadership it um it has a lot of content around treat your people well, care for you know literally. Actually, care for your people, right? I'm not talking metaphorically. I'm talking about truly and sincerely care about your people, and and want the best for them, and want the their success because that equal. And my leadership philosophy is: if you do those things, that will ultimately lead to overall success, group success, team success, right? But there's a lot of individuals, especially in the corporate world, that. When you start talking about leadership, they expect it to be more command and control, more just deliver results, just get productivity numbers at where they need to be, just get the most out of your people as you possibly can. And I feel like one of the things that I'm struggling with, I've shared on here before, I'm not a salesman. And I feel like one of the things I'm struggling with is when I'm talking to someone in my audience or I'm talking to someone that is in that camp of just get the most you can out of people, uh, just you know maximize productivity and all that. I'm having a really difficult time of bridging the gap and bringing them over to the side of, well, if you'll just treat your people well, if you'll just care about them, if you'll just build good relationships with them, that will give you the results, that will give you the productivity and get the most out of them. And I'm just having a lot of trouble bridging that gap right now. So I'm thinking, maybe I shouldn't niche down on industry, maybe I should niche down on people that are already in the camp of caring for their people and building relationships and want to lead that way. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about as a potential niche niche in um, you know in my business is focusing on those that already believe in caring about people, building relationships, and that's the way to lead. The thing I think about
0: when when I hear that is leadership being so broad i I think that you and I would agree that all leaders should have that view of their people, about being caring and all and so to me, it kind of still feels broad. I wonder if I just think about i think about you know industry as a niche I think about subbing your topic within leadership down, but I wonder if that's still still kind of broad because it it feels like it feels like every leader who would look in the mirror and say, I'm a leader, would mm-hmm. would have those characteristics or traits. So I just wonder how that might could be dialed in maybe even a little more clearly as we think through it and talk about it. Um, it's just something I think about. And I think about, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are both in I would say the exact kind of top-level thing. We're both into the leadership game here, right? Right. Whereas you're looking at it and dialing in to maybe this this nuanced way of looking at leadership. Uh, I'm dialed in specifically out of circumstance where leadership is my top level. I layer down and niche down to, uh, well, actually like four levels, Uh, leadership, military, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: military leadership, niche down again, army leadership, niche down again, non-commissioned officer leadership in the army, niche down again, non-commissioned officer leadership in the army and the military, but for ranks of sergeant through sergeant first class. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like four levels deep uh, into that niche. And I still think there's plenty of people there that I can serve that would find use and allows me to message accordingly. When I think about leadership and I'm thinking of this kind of stair step level of what you're doing, you kind of have leadership at the top level and then you're niching down into what would be that second level of leadership. Then if I if we're going to build this stair step down mm-hmm. to to kind of hone in and target your message to be able to market to somebody who goes, "Yeah, I get that" versus people that are just interested in leadership and and I, That's where I'm kind of in my head thinking, what does that look like uh, from that next step down? if it's it's people that really care and are invested in in their people, uh, how do you even further differentiate that so you can segment that? Because that's still pretty broad, right right? so and and I think that's the challenge, right? because you've you've created this leadership business that you have a lot of cool services and products. Uh, and I think of the the workshops that you've done where you've had, like, I'll take one of the prongs, trust. You could niche down mm-hmm. just around trust, right? The leaders who are struggling with trust issues, yeah. either within them with their leaders having trust or them having, uh, you know, trust in their leaders or leaders having trust in them. You know, there could be a whole niche around that. And I just think the, the op- opportunities are endless with the types of niche. And I think because of that, it's it's easier to get lost in the niche because if, if we're not gaining traction, it's easy to just pivot out of it and pivot to something else and pivot to something else. And I think mm-hmm. then you lose kind of all of that hard work and groundwork you've laid, that foundation, the messaging, who you're focused in. I know with the LinkedIn strategies and all, I just think mm-hmm. about that. I don't know what the right answer is. I just, those are things that are going through my head.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And, and, and the reality is, this is kind of my first efforts at, at niching down. Right. And, but I think you're exactly right in that um, niching a business down is probably not a single activity, right? You just, you just make one decision or you change your marketing and in some way, and then one step you've, you've properly niched down your business. I think to your point, it's probably built in layers and, and, and should be built in layers to get it as as small as possible. Uh, and so you, you're probably right. I, you know, I think that first layer is well, I think somehow I want to target the people that are already in the camp of building relationships, care about your people, servant leadership type leaders, those people that want to lead in that way. Right. So that's the first niche layer that I would go after because again, I've already kind of proven to myself I'm not very efficient at convincing those those others right that that are in the other camps to to come over to the caring camp if you will right so so why even bother with that that audience if if um if i'm not good at making that conversion so the first layer is let me find those people that are in the camp of you know caring leadership servant leadership kind of thing now one of the struggles already that mentally that i'm having with that is well how do i find those people right i you can't go into LinkedIn and and search for people that want, you know, to uh, to lead with servant leadership. You can't really search for that, right? So, I think, um, you know, there's probably some ways that I can find those individuals, but that next layer of niching down becomes even more important, I believe, when you can't, you know, be confident in your identification of that first level, right? So, So, yeah, maybe at that point in that second level of niching down, I I narrow it to industry, right? So I could do software or something like that. And then just, you know, even to narrow it down even further, like you're talking about, um, the, the challenge or the problem that those leaders are having, right? So I've got people that are already in the servant leadership camp. They're in the software world. And they have a problem with trust in their team, right? So I, you know, I could kind of peel the onion that way to get to a much smaller uh, subset of people. And then that that last layer is really multifaceted because I could do, I could do um, uh, trust. I could do, um, you know, uh, building, struggling with building relationships. I could do lots of, you know, different uh, topics within leadership that I could do in that last level.
0: Yeah, and I'm just making some notes here, just thinking about that as you talk. it's it's We have passions in us that we love to teach. We have expertise that we love to share. Uh, but does that necessarily make a great business? Uh right. can, it can, absolutely. But then I think about my situation. If I were to start an online business today and it was going to be in leadership, would I start an online business today in leadership about Army NCOs? Probably not. Probably not. Do I love it? Yes. Do I love teaching those people? Absolutely. Would I start one uh, out of the gate from ground zero? Probably not. But the thing with me is because I uh, had an opportunity to to source these two websites, what I gain with that, as with any niche, you've got to be able to connect this love or passion or whatever's driving you towards this topic or niche to where does the audience live? Are they looking for this? And how do you get traffic and eyeballs to see Mm -hmm. the good things that you're making available to convince them that it's right for them so you can then use that to create a business that you can create an income around? And sometimes those are not perfectly aligned with, you know, our top three list of things we most want to do. But number six on the list could still make us very happy and we could still enjoy it a lot and feel good about it and figure out how to find the audience and the traffic easier. So with me, because I was able to buy the websites, because I was able to get some built in immediate traffic, I had immediate eyeballs. Now I was, I I love the topic and I enjoy it. And it's it's an aspect of leadership that I can dig into. But now I have the audience and the traffic that I can put my stuff in front of and potentially create a business around it that can create an income. So that's that's where I'm at. So I just think about that with with you and there's so much to love about leadership. I think I think the path for you is potentially not necessarily the one that you come up with that says this is what I most want to do, but it's the one that I think is the most underserved out there that there's an audience for there's a, an easier road to build traffic around, right? Because some things are just going to be a lot tougher and more competitive to build traffic around. And some things, niche enough, you're still going to be able to get a very large potential audience that is not seeing a lot of content, tools, resources, courses, digital stuff around that uh, is being served that you can, you can slide into that underserved space and then create... A whole new niche for yourself and yes. that, and I think that's that's the the magic and it's you know if we knew what the answer to all that was, we wouldn't be doing a podcast we'd be at the bank depositing all of our money <laughs> right, right? right so that's right. the way I think about it and and you have this this leadership wheel that is trust, and there's like three other things on it what are they
1: oh you're talking about the um the enemies of a yes. of a yeah. team, right? Yeah, the you got distrustful trust. culture, yep. um, the unaccountable misalignment, yes. the individual player. Yep. Um, what's the fourth one? I can't remember the so fourth. So any one of there.
0: those yep. four is a
1: niche within yeah, exactly. leadership,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Or yeah. that whole enemies is mm-hmm. a niche, right? Yeah. You could take and create your whole business around the four enemies. Of mm-hmm. leadership, and you can even get more dialed in within a certain segment or sector or whatever. Um, right. And then you have these these four parts of this leadership, it, the four enemies that mm-hmm. are potentially it's a whole set of workshops, products, services, digital books, all that stuff. That that's how big your the leadership area is, and you could just dial that in. If you, I'm not saying that's what you should do, I'm just saying that's an example. of of how you could just decide, I'm going all in on trust. I'm going all in on the four enemies. I'm going all in on, on, you know, pick the next thing. And then I'm going to go market this to to this segment of leaders. Maybe it's mid-level leaders. um, And you're not going to worry about the executives and you're not going to worry about the first level leaders. And the good thing is, is by niching within a section of that leadership within those topics, you're still going to get those other people just by attraction, you're gonna get yeah. some of those, but you're gonna really focus in on maybe that core element of those leaders that you really want to dial your messaging into. And, and that's that's kind of what my mind says it's got to be figured out.
1: Yeah, you know, you said something there that really resonates with me. And it's that idea of we we have this content or we have this knowledge, and we're really, really passionate about sharing it with other people. So if you were to say, All right, do you just want to share your leadership experience with software development leaders that struggle with trust. Well the answer to that question will be no. I want to share leadership content with as many people as I possibly can. And that's not because I want more necessarily want more money from that idea, but I just want I'm I'm passionate about I want to see people win. I want to see people succeed and I want to see their teams win and succeed. And I think sometimes we. this is what prevents us from being willing to take the action to niche down, right? Is, is one, either it is a money grab, I just want to go after as many people as I can, or it's that passion that drives us, no, I just want to get this to as many people as I possibly can. But the reality is, like you were just saying, when you do niche down, then what ends up happening is not intuitive, but what ends up happening is you start delivering more value to more people, and what I mean by that is if I continue to beat my head on this problem I'm having with bridging the gap and convincing people that you know servant leadership is the way to go, well, if I talk to a hundred people, but I only get a small handful of them and convince them that servant leadership is the right way to go, that's going to be very frustrating and tiresome to me. But if if I will just focus on those that already believe in servant leadership, then I can bring so much more value to those people. And bringing the value to them is what drives that passion that I have. And so I'm not frustrated in targeting and and trying to convince people that are now outside of my target audience i'm focused now on delivering the value to those that are in my target audience and that's where the passion to teach leadership will will be maintained right it'll, it'll constantly be reinvigorated that that energy to keep teaching because i'm not trying to convince some someone of something they don't already believe in instead i'm just providing good valuable content to people that already believe it. Um, and, and uh, so to me, that's how I can fuel the the passion to teach leadership. And I totally agree with you also that if I, if I narrow it down to software leaders that are struggling with trust, well, guess what? Once I solve their trust problem, they're then going to have an unhealthy debate problem. And, and I can help them solve that one. And they're, you know, they're going to have an unaccountable misalignment problem and I can help them solve that. Right. So uh, there's just, you know, once you get to that niche and you start bringing the value to that, that niche group of individuals that is your target audience, uh, then I believe the success and the, and the value you're providing from them will come. uh, And when you're providing value for them, then your revenue gro- growth will happen because either they will expand in their, you know, their um, uh, consumption of your other content, or they will take you to their other friends and colleagues and all that that also need your your content as well. So uh, to me, that that's a big deal. That, that whole passion to teach, I've just got to recognize that Yes, while I want to talk to as many people as I can about leadership, if I'll just stay focused on the ones that will yeah. get the most value from it, that'll keep my, my passion ignited.
0: Yeah, when you, when you broaden out and you're not niched down enough, you are compelled to deliver very broad messages because you're trying to yeah. appeal to so many people and the message is so diluted it, it appeals to no one. Yeah, and and people can't connect with it. That's why niching down is so important because you build this connection with people with with things that they relate to in their life, in their business, in their corporate job, whatever it is, they can relate because you've dialed it in enough that it's speaking their language. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helps. And then when you get them in, let's say the trust. You have the the four prong approach. You got trust. You got the other three. You get them Mm -hmm. in. You you need that hook. What's the hook? If, you know, college, you know, you're a college guy, you know, Texas, a hook 'em horns or whatever it is. You got (laughs) to hook them to get them in because sometimes people have a problem or a pain and they, because they're so inside that bottle, they don't really know how to solve it. And they don't really know that your your service or what you provide is going to really solve it. And you have to find that hook, that messaging, that copy, that's going to talk to them in that niche and their language that gets them to see and open their eyes to come into your world. Let's say that's with trust, for example. They come in, you hook them with the right copy, you get them in, now you serve them, you serve them and now they have opened their eyes and have discovered that, wow, I didn't know that it was gonna be this valuable. I didn't recognize that I was gonna learn this and now I've built trust with Michael. Now that He's demonstrated this value to me in the way I came into the, in, into this course or into this program or workshop. Mm-hmm. Now I see the value of sticking with Michael and other things too. And now you can create a broader message. You get him in on a very specific language and, and thing, and then you can serve them well and build trust, and then they give you that latitude to go even deeper and and across different aspects of leadership, Mm -hmm. and you can do it that way. But it's about if you can't get them in, if you can't make the sale, if you can't get them to take a chance, that you'll never have the opportunity to serve them in any way or any other way in the future. So you've got to get them in so they can see the value, and that takes a very focused, niched message, audience, and things dialed in. And I think once you do that and figure that out, uh, things will go a lot differently for you. And what I've learned, and you know this, we've talked about it, is I just start testing stuff, right? I just, yeah. Yeah. I, most of the stuff I test fails. You mean, that's just, you know, you don't know that's unless you test. Testing, yeah, yes. that's right. It fails. Fails, it's like, okay, don't do that again. Uh, or tweak it. Okay, don't do that again. And you test mm-hmm. enough, it's it's kind of like the Heinz 57. I don't know if it's 57 tries or whatever, but it took a while <laughs> to get that flavor dialed in like it is. And man, is it good! Ooh, it's good. It's a, that's a good steak sauce right there. But it I takes don't know, a while. Man, if you got
1: a good steak, you don't need a steak sauce. That's my. Yeah. Approach. How
0: many versions <laughs> of the light bulb did uh, did it take before <laughs> right, you got right, it got figured out? Right, right? right. But once right. you dial it in, man, and once you get them in, and you can figure out a way to get them attracted to the magnet that yep. is your leadership, then. Yep you can serve them keep them and and sell them and teach them other things that may not be yeah. that perfectly dialed in message
1: yeah you know that that whole communication thing that is a that is i think a very very important aspect of this idea of niching down and that is you know especially for online businesses right we're communicating via landing pages and emails and social media posts and things like that and unless you can communicate through those forms in a in a way that is really really specific to the person receiving that message then it just kind of gets lost i think in in all the noise right and if i'm just sending someone a generic leadership content email it's probably going to get lost but if i can niche down and i can speak directly to that leader in the software industry that's struggling with trust in his team and i can use language that i know he's feeling that starts to feel like i'm i'm already in his mind right i mean he starts to feel like is this guy reading my emails how is he how is he talking so specifically about my struggles and my challenges and and the you know the content i need and you're just not going to get that kind of reaction from someone reading an email or a landing page if you haven't niched down to them specifically and their needs specifically, I think. So that's a that's a huge value brought to the idea of niching down. And that's just how much easier it is to communicate in a way that will actually call people to action. Absolutely.
0: So I think you're on the right track. I think you are, uh, you are seeing the value of of maybe taking a little bit of a different approach. Uh, as you, as you get more and more of these, these products and services under your belt and delivered, I think it's, it's recognizing the opportunities out there. And I think you dial it in, man, you dial it in and it's it's starting to reach more people in a very more in a very much more specific way that's going to resonate. And I think that will just open up more sales, more opportunities. And it'll really dial your messaging in. So I think it's good stuff. It's something for our listeners to really think about as well. If you're starting your online business out there and, and you're getting ready to, to push the play button on the next steps, you know, just think about think about who you're serving, who you desire to serve, uh, what is the value of doing that? Is it going to get lost? Is your messaging going to get lost in the sea of people you may be trying to serve? And just think about how do you dial this thing down to maybe three, four, or five levels deeper than you're initially thinking about. And then what does that look like? And then get on, do some keyword research and Google, look and see who's out there serving those markets, figure out how you can slide in and fill a void. And now you have at least a better idea of who you can go serve and how to then reach out and start to message to this uh, audience maybe differently than anyone has before. So good stuff, my friend. You want to button
1: us up? Yeah, I'll definitely do that. So yeah, so that's the call to action um, to our audience today is just, Really consider niching down your business. Right, what is your target target audience, and really consider kind of narrowing that target audience to as small as you can. I know it's scary, and I know it, you kind of feel like you're 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 leaving money on the table, or so to speak. Um, but I, I believe there's value in it, and I'm certainly going to take the steps necessary to, to try to do that. And and we'll come back here in in some number of weeks, and I'll give you a report on. Has it made a difference? Uh, but I'm convinced that that it certainly will. I'm convinced the communication and, and all will certainly help you. So be sure you take a look at your audience and you niche that thing down, especially if, like me, you kind of felt like all of your messaging is getting caught up in the noise and no one is hearing it. Or if those that you are communicating with or talking with, you, you don't feel like they're just, they're just not fitting into what you're teaching or what you're sharing, then I then it could be that you need to niche down. So be sure you evaluate that. And then for us here on the podcast, be sure you check us out at AdventuresInOnlineBusiness.com. This is episode number ninety-four. So check that out, episode number ninety-four, AdventuresInOnlineBusiness.com. And until Stephen and I speak to you guys again next week, go build your business. Get after it.
0: What do you think? Give me oh, give man. me a, give me a time. Uh, what do you think?
1: Uh
0: that one's 19 minutes. <laughs> 30 Lord. 34. Hang on. moly! Hang, hang on. I must have been having a good time. <laughs> no, higher. Higher. It's 30. i must
1: third. Have been having a good I must have been having a good time talking about it then, It's third, that's you know
0: we you know we geek out yeah. on that stuff. That's the problem. I guess so, yeah. That's and, the good thing. You know prom. what I
1: totally forgot? I was gonna give mom, your mom, oh, a I shout out that in
0: that episode, and I totally forgot. That's it. all right. I totally forgot. That's all right, give yeah, mom. But mom's a listener. I'm, mom. i know mom's listener. Mom's a listener. So she, not only does she listen, she gives me weekly notes on what she heard. <laughs> so.
1: Yes. Yeah, awesome feedback. Yeah, it's really so. great.